balance is bullshit. I don't think, I don't believe that balance is an achievable thing because something's going to have to be sacrificed. I believe if you reduce the amount of bullshit that's going around and only focus on the things that you value and blend those things seamlessly, you can be that person all the time. You're tuned in to the Breaking Red Podcast, the show for rising military leaders who want to trailblaze the future. We tackle the profession of arms with creative solutions to dynamic issues. This isn't your typical leadership course, so be ready to step up your game and define the future. I am your host, Gabriel Gabe Rockavilla. Let's go. What up, everyone? Gabe Rock, back on the mic, Breaking Red Podcast, back in your ear holes. I don't know what that was a really weird intro, but uh, we're going to go with it and not edit it out. Uh, it's going to be a good, uh, good week. Already having to start a good Friday. Um, got some great news. Um, completed a CrossFit Open workout 20.2, scored, had a total score of 587, which is 17 rounds plus nine. So I was really happy about that. Not happy about my torn hands. Uh, I am not one of those CrossFitters that posts picture, disgusting pictures of ripped torn hands all bloodied and stuff on social media i used to do that when i was younger i don't do that anymore uh but happy with the score one and done moving on from there and uh also the good news of that i was recently hired on as a new coach at crofton crossfit and so looking forward to joining that team and uh um, first time that i'm going to be on a staff not as the head coach or affiliate manager so the the other two times where i was one of the coaches i was actually the head coach and or the affiliate manager um when i led uh or reopened CrossFit Holloman and then took over 907 CrossFit. And so both of those uh, military affiliates, I was very, very proud for that time. I, I grew as a coach and grew as a leader. And uh, a lot of things that I learned from that experience trans translated to lots of other places in my life. So again, looking forward to being a good teammate and contributing to the overall team success. And me getting hired on as a new coach kind of made me think about, um, so I have multiple hats that I wear. Um, both in my personal and professional life. And I wanted to talk about why I believe work-life balance is bullshit. Um, It took me a while to figure this out. And uh, while it sounds really good uh, uh, at surface level that we should be achieving a work-life balance, I think the nuances of achieving that are are much more difficult to the point where I don't think it's really necessary. So explaining um, kind of my background thoughts and offer up my, my different uh, solution to uh, achieving, um, I'm not going to say work-life balance because I'm not going to use that. So first time I heard about balance, uh, I'm sure I heard it in multiple forums, but the the time that is most prevalent is when I was working for um, working for one of my previous commanders, Colonel Palmieri, and uh, he, during his uh, uh, newcomers briefings every month when we were stationed at Davis-Monthan, he would talk about balance as one of his leadership priorities. And uh, part of his leadership philosophy, I should say, and he would he would give the good visual uh, um, demonstration. He would treat it like an eagle arm balance. So your left hand, right hand, where one hand is work, one hand is life, and then he would tell everybody. Sometimes the Air Force is going to ask more from you, and so that that means long hours, a deployment. Um, any kind of extra things that uh, Air Force uh, serving uh, in the military and the Air Force requires of you, you need to be ready to answer that call. And that's why we wear the uniform, right? We understand that when you raise your right hand and you take your oath, that is what you're signing up for, um, to contribute to something bigger than you. And uh, um, But it's going to be better for everyone in the nation uh, as a whole. 
but then he also said, so that what that means is in an equal arm balance, your li- your personal life is going to have to suffer for a little bit. Uh, suffer is a strong word. It's just going to have to have to sacrifice. So what he said was, uh, when the times are available, he's going to work hard and, and leadership will work hard to give you some of that time back to restore balance. Um, and so if that means being able to, uh, you know, have a a little bit early release on a uh, long weekend or a leaving you alone when it, when it is a weekend and, and off duty hours and not bothering you, um, allowing you to spend time, your personal time, either with yourself or your family, your friends, those things are important to make sure that, you know, you recharge your battery. So when he started briefing that over and over, um, at the monthly newcomers, I really took a liking of it and I, I understood what he was saying and I was appreciative that, uh, I was working for a leader who wasn't just going to be cracking the whip and just work, 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 work. He understood we were people, and I wanted to emulate the the same thing as a leader as it grew up. So that kind of effort, though, is a enduring energy management process that uh, does require self-monitoring, one, and also requires open inputs from your close circle. So in other words, uh, your family, your friends, your supervisors, to where people need to understand. They should be able to... Um, know when your energy that you're giving off is different. And so if you're normally, uh, like for me, I'm a pretty pretty happy-go-lucky kind of dude, but you can tell whether or not I'm stressed or if I'm maybe upset about something because my physical demeanor and just the way I conduct myself is different. And so I'll have people of amongst all those circles just ask me, hey, you doing okay? And they'll check in with me. And then depending on what it is, I just mean need a time. Maybe I need an afternoon. Maybe I need a quiet break. Maybe I just need to eat a sandwich. Any of those things are something to order to rebalance exactly what I need to do. Let's get back to my, my original self, I should say. So uh, fast forward a little bit through my CGO and FGO, um, um, even through my first Squatch Command tour, uh, I, I kept balance as one of my leadership philosophies. And then during my second Squatch Command tour, uh, it was actually within my overall philosophy that I would brief again at my newcomers briefings for people in the squadron every single month. So my leadership philosophy has four, um, it's called alphabet aerobics and has four elements. And so it's accountability, balance, character, and hashtag DBAA. So ABCD, pretty easy to remember those uh, um, uh, leadership philosophy elements. Uh, So I started briefing about balance and I, I almost kind of verbatim just stole Colonel Palmieri's uh, speech and used it within mine. Because it works and it makes sense. And I, my, my intent was to show to people that I understand at certain points in time, you're going to go home and, ter- and take off your uniform and you're going to remain yourself. And I wanted to be cognizant and respectful that we all have a personal and professional um, uh, sides of our lives that uh, I want to respect and kind of carve out time for each one to make sure um, I'm getting the creating an environment that allows you to be the full time at, uh, at any one time. So if you're at work, I want you to be dedicated to work. If you're at home, I want to leave you at home and just make sure you can recharge, spend quality time uh, on your personal hobbies or with your family and friends because those are equally important because they both, if one of them is off, the other one's going to suffer. So it's important for me to articulate that. But halfway through my, my second command tour, I started to change it. And I started, I think it ended up becoming a little bit more nuanced to where I didn't believe I I wasn't sure if balance was the right word. And part of that was kind of like when I said in the very beginning of the episode, um, I started experiencing different thing, thing, different things like being a CrossFit coach and also being a husband and a father. And so throughout my life, I've grown into different roles. So I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a son, I'm a brother, I'm an officer, I'm a coach. 
And what I found was I wasn't necessarily balancing these roles all the time. Just through my normal, my normal interactions with people, I didn't have to balance those things. I noticed I started to operate as all of these roles all of the time. So kind of like if you understand the, um, uh, for senior officers, when you're dual, ha- dual hatted as a role. So for instance, uh, at J-Bear, we had the um, um, 11th Air Force commander. So that's a numbered Air Force commander who also happens to be the um, uh, Alaska command commander. And so there's different kind of roles that he or she would have to wear. And, depend- and those roles have certain responsibilities and authorities. So instead of having different hats, and he would he, he or she in, in the position would have to operate and make decisions based on a certain kind of hat they were wearing. So I didn't want to have to be putting on different hats or operating as different roles singularly. I wanted to be all of the roles all the time. And I started incorporating some of those um, uh, leadership tactics across all lines. And so I, um, my leadership style is very, very transparent with my teammates. And so I tend to share, I don't think I overshare, I hope, I'm fairly sure I don't overshare, uh, the highs and lows, the whatever's going on in my life, because uh, we all encounter the same struggles in life, and I'm no different. So for instance, right now, whenever I do shift change over at, uh, um, at my current job at JVXU Doden, I just talk about stuff. I'm talking about how uh, my my kids, I'm bringing my kid, uh, I'm bringing Lana to Comic-Con on Saturday, the ups and downs, but not ups and downs, but like just the, the interesting things that are going on about there. I often talk about what movies are coming out. What are some, uh, especially for the Marvel kind of movies, uh, any any theories? What's going to happen? What's going to be? I just like to talk about different things. Um, I talk about fitness. You know, I think people understand that's a that's an easy rabbit hole to me to go down. If you want to talk about fitness, I could talk about fitness all day, and um, and so just try to be transparent of what I am. And I started to just kind of use some of the tactics. Uh, across and started blurring the lines. Like for instance, my parenting, my parenting style is very similar. And I don't think I use it. It doesn't come across as I'm talking down from a parent to a child when I'm at work, but I'm definitely using certain kind of tactics. For instance, um, you probably have heard uh, more people are saying words have meaning. So I say words have meaning to my kids because I want them to understand the power and, and be cautious of the words. So when, when Lana says, I hate X, I, my my re- response to her is like, hate is a really, really strong word. You want to be very careful when you use those words. I think you mean I just dislike it. So she may say, I hate walking Sally in the afternoon. Like you don't hate doing that. You just really don't want to do it because you want to do something else. And so that kind of pairing technique, because I'm, I, I want my, I want our kids to use language uh, that doesn't it go so um, extreme I just, or I, if they're going to go to those extremes of the spectrum, I want them to understand when they're making those decisions. Another time is to, uh, when I say, use your words and finish your sentences. So I tell that to people at work, where uh, people will come in, you know, they talked about me about, hey, sir, I got this going on. I can see that they're really frustrated. And, they're, and they start to kind of pop off, and I can see it as just an emotionally charged kind of thing. So in order to calm them down, because I'm trying to understand, the, the, the sep- I'm trying to separate your emotional response versus what's the actual problem at hand, I'll say, I need you to use your words and finish your sentences. So use your words. So in other words, take your time, slowly figure out exactly like what exactly you're trying to articulate. I can tell that you're angry, but I need you to use your words to explain how you're feeling. So just kind of slow the conversation down and finish your sentences. The reason why I say that is because I want I want them to understand 
okay, you're coming to me with a problem. So what's your recommended solution? And that's a normal, you know, tactic that most leadership and um, supervisor subordinate relationships should have. So you don't just bring up problems, you bring up uh, solutions as well. So that's how I attack that. Use your words, finish your sentences. What's your recommended solution? What do you think we should do? Do you need something from me? Do you need me to make a decision? Do you need more money? Do you need, uh, potentially someone needs to be removed from the work center? You have to finish your sentence and come up with a solution. That way I can help. Because if you're coming to me, uh, if we're in a um, supervisor-subordinate relationship, I should be able to take action based on what you're trying to come to me, uh, come to me with. But I can't do it if you don't use your words and, and explain exactly what the problem is. Same thing about that I use at work is my coaching style. And so when you're teaching very complex movements, if you're teaching barbell work like a snatch or a clean or um, uh, gymnasty kind of stuff, so pull-ups, toe-to-bars, or even just things like running, you the job as the coach to the athletes is we're supposed to be breaking down complex problems into simplistic parts. So if it's a barbell thing, it looks if you're if I'm teaching a snatch, I will break down all the movements one at a time that make sure I don't um, overwhelm the uh, the athlete with too many things to focus on. I'll pick one or two things that I want them to do. I want them to bring the shoulder blades back. I want them to have a neutral spine. I want them to have a hook grip, like small things as opposed to rattling off one or two small things as opposed to rattling off 17 things they're doing wrong and then they get overwhelmed with what's going on and they can't make any progress. So parenting uh, techniques I use at work, coaching techniques I use at work. So going back to why I think balance is bullshit, I don't balance any of these things. I just seamlessly integrate all of them. I started to blend all of my rules into my overall leadership persona. So instead of balance, I prefer blend because balance to me, there's, if you imagine another uh, analogy as far as kind of like spinning plates in the air, balance is really difficult when you have too many plates in the air. So what you need to do is just stop having so many damn plates you need to remove some of those and focus on only the things that matter and once you focus on those things that matter you need to blend them seamlessly and into and integrate them into your your daily activities when you start to blend things you'll notice that you actually don't have to sacrifice anything you're not sacrificing family time you're not sacrificing co-worker time you're not or work time you're not sacrificing your personal health like your fitness and your um nutrition, because you've already prioritized that and they're already at the front of what you're going to spend your time on. So within the things with, uh, that are under our control, there's a lot of things that you can control and spend and is exactly how you spend your time. So again, when you blend things, you don't have to sacrifice anything. When you balance it, something is going to have to be sacrificed. And so it's just a different way and approach of how you're going to um, prioritize your, your time and your values and what you choose to spend your time on. And then you'll find out exactly that you're not sacrificing anything. Because blending will become easier when you fill, fill your day only with purposeful things. So if you start from the in the previous episode, I talked about the concentric circles, right? So in the middle, it should be your own personal uh, fitness and health. So if you're going to be um, spending time on working out or doing your nutrition, you need to make sure when can you do those? Those are only things that uh, apply to you. All of these, all of these things within your day need to be mandatory appointments, right? And so I learned this when I was a when I when we first had Lana when she was born, you know, baby. Uh, Lana or excuse me, Gina and I had to figure out how we're going to cover down. Like when she could do it, I had to go to work and go to school. And then when I was going to be the dad um, and we would share like feeding and, and watching Lana time. So 
it's just having a new baby. You have to take care of some another life. So I found that one of the only times that I had to work on myself was going for early morning runs. So Gina and Lana would both be sleeping. I would be able to get a run in between 4.30 and 5.30, shower, wake up, and then I can feed Lana starting at 6 o'clock. I could do that and take that morning uh, meal shift. That way, take care of her a little bit. Gina will be awake, do the handoff. I go to work. But it gave her some, uh, gave Gina some additional sleeping time because I covered down. But I didn't sacrifice anything. And I'll say I did not even sacrifice sleep. I purposefully chose to go to bed early and go to bed early and wake up early because I needed to get my run in. Then I needed to uh, uh, feed Lana. So those are important things that I didn't sacrifice anything. I made the choice because those were under my control. And uh, it was awesome because Gina and I, we've worked out that, uh, uh, that tag team kind of strategy. So all of that just kind of seamlessly happened. I didn't have to balance anything. They were just blended into my normal duty day or my overall day as, as, a, as a family person, as a husband, as a father, and then as an officer. None of those things um, felt like work because I organized everything within my schedule to make sure I was getting after the right things at the right time. So when for the things you can do by yourself – do them by yourself because especially early in the morning, uh, maybe because I'm getting older, I understand the value of just getting up early and getting shit done because those distractions are less likely to happen. I'm not going to have someone coming in and bothering me at four o'clock in the morning because no one else is awake and I'm able to focus on the things I want to do. If I want to read, I can read early. If I want to do my workout or meal prep, I could do those early. If I want to, uh, and th- those are times that you spend in your personal time. For the rest of the day, you're going to have to make sure you do the same strategy. Um, so for instance, for us, uh, dinner time is mandatory family time. It is a mandatory 1800 event. Usually between 18 and 1830, we will have dinner prepped and then everybody has to be there. Um, you know, it's going to be harder when uh, Lana and Ben start working. And then, you know, as they grow older, our, our schedules may or may not um, try and uh, may not align all the time. But as of right now, it is a mandatory appointment for us to talk about what's going on in school, what's going on at work, what do we want to do on the weekend, let's plan something fun to do, hey, so let's make sure you call grandma or tutu or whatever it is. We do a, a 30 to one, thirty minutes to one hour family meeting to talk about what's most important. And I never have to sacrifice anything because I, I treat it as a mandatory appointment and I'm always there. Same thing as when I'm coaching. If I have the responsibility to coach a class, I make sure I arrive to class on time. I have my strategy how to run class, and I've done this for a long time, so I know how to do that efficiently And because I respect the responsibility of being a coach and what the athletes are going to be relying me on to, to lead them safely, yet push them. Um, like I said before, I'm not ne- when I'm in coach mode, I'm not necessarily your friend. I'm going to be a coach because that's what my job is at that time. And then once we're done, we can you know, kind of hang out and whatever, uh, um, just joke around. But like during that hour of class, I'm going to be the best coach and make you a much uh, uh, optimize your athletic performance as much as I can. So I believe if you reduce the amount of bullshit that's going around and only focus on the things that you value and blend those things seamlessly, you can be that person all the time. So I'm not a, you know, I'm not Lieutenant Colonel Villa in one hour and then next hour I'm coach and then the next hour I'm dad. I am Gabe Brock all the time. And to, to my own potential discredit, you know, and, uh, uh, but, uh, Sometimes my personality traits don't, um, they're not unprofessional, but sometimes they, they may or may not jive well with a certain situation that I'm in. But 
for the most part, I've, I've had a successful career. I have a very strong marriage, a strong relationship with my kids, and I'm uh, going back to coaching and hopefully will be another uh, positive contributor to Craft and CrossFit. So those kind of things I just enjoy doing. And so I will keep on doing things that I enjoy because they're most important to me. I, I enjoy all those roles. I will use the tactics from one to inform the other. And I think I can help uh, advance and just be a good person and a good, a better leader throughout uh, the times that I get to spend with my family, friends, and coworkers. So um, just get, if you, if you disagree with me, I'm interested to hear why um, I'm sh- uh, balance is a very, very strong word now. I just think it's bullshit. So um, I think we're going to end this episode today. I'm going to get back to enjoying the weekend because I don't know if we're going to see a movie today. It's getting really cold here in Bal- Baltimore in, uh, in Maryland. And so at least it's hoodie season. It's not really, really cold. It's not Alaska cold, but uh, definitely change of weather is kind of nice. I'll be able to go for some runs, enjoy some different changing of weather and uh, some soups some coffee. I'm going to definitely have some coffee after this. And then I'm looking forward to talking to you next week. All right, y'all. Peace. This is Gabe Brock, and thanks for tuning into the Breaking Red podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review so we can improve our work and deliver the best content possible. You can find our community platforms on Facebook and YouTube by searching for Breaking Red podcast. Keep up with weekly content at our website, projectrise.co, and you can find me on Instagram at at gaybrock01. Like, follow, and share Breaking Red podcast content everywhere possible, both the good and the bad. Join our conversations with other rising military leaders that aren't afraid to break red and learn how to rise to your potential.